But whatever. Fuck him, I'm right. <laughs> Fuck him, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You want to not quite start vampires? Yeah, I want to not quite start vampires. This is basically the Little Red Riding Hood story for vampires. Great. But with boss-ass bitches, bloodlust goddesses. Yeah, bloodlust. Bloodlust. I feel, I feel that way sometimes. I, I want to empower or embolden all of these. What is that what I'm looking for? The one where I am become the thing. I am become the thing. I am become the thing. <laughs> I want to, um, no, you don't want to embolden because that would be like making people more bold. And that was, yeah, um, and that same embody. Thing with embody, embody, embody. I want yes, to embody the bloodlust. I want to embody the bloodlust. I mean, not just the bloodlust, also like the powerful goddess thing. Yeah, just the, just the power and don't fuck with me. Like, I don't maybe need to like break off people's heads and drink their spinal fluid or anything crazy. Just like, you know, I want you to think I be can. listened to. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. I want you to think I can yeah. men and will. And instead of to being listened to just, we just want you to treat us as though we could drink your spinal fluid if we wanted to. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all I want. Yeah. I just want you to think I could drink your spinal fluid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I identify with these, with these, Danger goddesses. <laughs> Danger goddesses. <laughs> Danger goddesses. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, let us begin. Let us begin. You are listening to Pomegranates and Pitchforks. We are a horror and true crime podcast that brings true stories and not so true stories together in beautiful and disturbing harmony. I'm Alexandria Youngray with my lovely co host, Sunshine Billon. Damn, Alex, that was smooth. Hi, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on my radio voice. That was good. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so we we did zombies last time, mm-hmm. and we had done werewolves, which meant we had to do vampires. Because mm-hmm. the zombie stories and the vampire stories are kind of interconnected. Okay, okay, I believe that. Yeah, you know, you got yield zombies and yield vampires, mm-hmm. and it kind of becomes like, yeah, I just just a squiggly line of squiggle. I have to say that I haven't made it to the uh, zombie chapter in "Tell My Horse" by Zora Neale Hurston. Which I was inspired to buy after our last show. Yeah. Best uh four ninety five on thrift books I've ever spent. Oh, that's not bad. Oh, at all. not bad at all. I got a bunch of other books too. That's not the point. Uh, <laughs> the point is that I just wanted to make really quick before we got like too far into it, was that man, it was so satisfying to take some of the research that you did and just go, Oh, this is a good source and like actually explore that and read it. It's mm-hmm. been way interesting and it's I think putting me on perfect footing. For learning more about the myths that make monsters, because I think I'm yeah. a little more prepared to understand them from like a cultural perspective, not just a uh, mythological perspective, which is exciting. I'm excited. Yeah. Everyone should and read if you more books. Do a voodoo episode, girl. I support you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that's 
I we we highly encourage reading. Yeah. And continued learning. And like <laughs> read old books, guys. Like Yeah. Not all of them are uh inaccessible and like difficult to understand. I love reading classics. I, I read a lot of classics. I don't. And I think that maybe at one point it started out as me being like a shitty like anti elitist teenager where I was like, I'm not gonna try to understand Dante. Uh, oh my god, I love Dante. Yeah, I, that's one of the books I ordered. It hasn't arrived yet, but I did order it. Oh, <laughs> but um, It's fun. Yeah. But like, whatever. I'm like getting more into that now. And I just think that a lot of times a barrier for people is like the way something is written. The diction can be really difficult. Mm-hmm. And so people tend to stay yeah, away from true. classics. But not all classics are written in like a really inaccessible fancy british like i don't know what this word means and it took 18 syllables to say something that could have been said in three like it's not all like that (laughs) yeah and i remember you know i i read at least the vampire vampire the zombie chapter in tell my horse Mm -hmm. and it was it was totally accessible it was very like it was well written yeah it was like accessibly written right oh right okay so we were talking about zombies we were talking about werewolves we were talking about vampires and like, like if you're learning about vampire lore, they're going to bring up revenants, you know? And I don't, I know the word, but I don't know what revenants it was, are. It was one of our proto-zombies. Basically, the whole idea was that it was a corpse that was reanimated. Oh, right. I'm but sorry. Like, the big thing was it had something of free will. Right. Right. I remember now. I apologize. Yeah. No. And, and, and basically, like, undead cannibalism. Is what we're looking right. at for both zombies and, and vampires. vampires. Okay. And so and so a lot of that lore kind of twists together. Okay, okay. And so and so we were like, oh shit, we gotta do vampires. But also, oh shit, we gotta do vampires means I gotta really get my homework done. Mm-hmm. Cause this is the last of our undead cannibalism. Oh no. Yes, yeah, ha- we have to finish. <laughs> so we gotta get here. through everything we can find. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, which means we're going back to our proto-vampires, which are all angry bloodlust goddesses. Yeah! Woo! <laughs> Get it. I'm so glad I got my red wine tonight. Ooh, that's very appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody, get out the red wine. Um, if you're feeling... Maybe cast a spell on somebody that you don't like. Right, if you're feeling do particularly <laughs> hostile towards the patriarchy, how about you just have a glass of wine, relax with us, and, you know, yeah. plot some demise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you don't have to be a lady to feel... You know, oh, did I specify a lady? Patriarchy. No, no. Oh, yeah. Just, Anybody. No, you said if you're feeling hostile to the patriarchy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, ladies, gentlemen, everybody in between, you are welcome to come on this hostile to the patriarchy journey with us. Right. You don't have to be a female to appreciate the bloodlust. Although I bet it helps. True. I bet it yeah. helps. I'm sure it helps. But all are welcome here. <laughs> <laughs> all are welcome to enjoy the bloodlust. <laughs> Great. We have a very... Unitarian <laughs> take on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so. Universal, if you will. Universal. Oh. So, yeah. I guess let's get into it. Let's do it. You want to go back into the long, long ago machine? I really do. I want to go back into the long, long ago machine and figure out what the deal is with this 
demon monster. Creepy monster! Crazy face. Yeah. And okay, I feel so like I see a, a dingus, with... but... Oh, no, I think that's just a crack in the room. Okay. That's what I was trying to yeah. figure out, honestly. Like, Because yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not quite as... um. What's the word I'm looking for? Like, protruding? Which is a nice... <laughs> honestly, I just thought it was like one of those weird little goat penises. <laughs> no, I think that I think that this is overtly leading. Okay, I mean, I th- I thought so, and that's why I was confused. Although you know, you've got gods like Shiva and Loki that are all you know hermaphroditic. They do their thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They've got they've got all sorts of genitalia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ding guy. But we're going to Mesopotamia, mm-hmm. which is our ye old ye old Mesopotamia. And, uh, so we're talking, we're talking about 3K BC. Ish. So, you know, basically we're going back to like the dawn of like history, you know, Mm -hmm. like human history when you start getting writings and right. The dawn of recorded history. Traceable. Yeah. This is, this is that cusp of prehistory and history history. Ooh, I love a little cusp. Yeah, so this is like ye old. We're not quite getting like cave paintings, but just post that <laughs> when we have a proper society. Yes, yes. and um, and we go to Lamashtu, which is our first proto vampire boss ass bloodlust goddess. Lamashtu, oh. and Lamashtu is very much like a demon monster goddess. Okay. She is the daughter of Anu, mm-hmm. who is the sky god. Okay. And she is not at all human in any way. Yeah, I can <laughs> tell from... I mean, the arms are maybe slightly, but then they end in those talons. Yeah, it's kind of like... And she looks somewhat really- bipedal, but also looks like she could easily just be on all fours. It's kind of like she's a griffin backwards. Yeah. So like instead of instead of like lion body eagle head. Yeah, she's like you have eagle body lion head. But also lion like legs. Yeah. But also lion body. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. So so basically she always has wings. Mm-hmm. Every time she has wings and she has talons. Mm-hmm. And then she has a lion face. Okay. And those are like the always, always characteristics. And she can be portrayed as more human or less human, depending. Okay. But but that's kind of her thing is this weird inverse griffin. Okay. And we're going to post the art. Yeah, of course. It'll be good. And um, her thing... She would menace pregnant women and kidnap their babies. And she would eat their bones by, like, sucking the marrow out. Of the babies? Mm-hmm. And she would suck their blood. So she would... So she was the ancient explanation for SIDS and miscarriage. Right, so she would take the baby and suck its blood. Mm-hmm. Okay. She was, she was the, like, the... I mean, she was the goddess that was explaining why bad things happen to, to... babies. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. 
I mean, this is this is it's kind of it's kind of weird with these like ancient goddesses because simultaneously you're like, oh, this is really badass. You've got this like angry bloodlust goddess who's this powerful vengeant woman. Mm-hmm. And then you've also got this like, ah, they're blaming everything on women. Right. All cool. these terrible things. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's both, you know? Like simultaneously you feel kind of empowered and like, oh cool, womanhood is like rad. And you feel kind of like, oh fuck you guys, because you're blaming everything on chicks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, she would also feed on young men by sucking their blood, and she caused infertility. Okay. So she's also the reason Which... why you can't have babies with your husband, not because, you know. Yeah, which is kind of interesting because it sort of goes back to that, like, yield belief that, like, infertility was always the woman's fault, mm-hmm. even when it was the man's fault. Yeah. You know? Well, I think... Which is kind of interesting. Another perspective to see this from, too, though, is, like, just the whole, as above, so below, the direct dichotomy there. Like, if mm-hmm. women bring life into the world, then... I guess they the, take yeah, it away. The, the, right? the, the dark side of that mm-hmm. coin is going to be the feminine representation of death. And mm-hmm. what's more, you know, scary and opposite of reality than a feminine force taking care of a baby is a feminine force killing one. Like, that's mm-hmm. hardcore, but it's fits, yeah. it fits as far and as it's... that balance is concerned. And mm-hmm. I think that that's kind of nice because I think it takes some of the power away from this, like, historical patriarchy as far as, like... You know, mm-hmm. uh, it could just be a balanced thing, like, you know, women are evil, too. Or there's a yeah. feminine force can be a destructive force as well. Yeah. And I mean, I think that this kind of goes back to something that we talk about a lot on the show is like, you know, the true horror behind the horror is actually worse. Yeah. You know, because these are technically stories used to comfort yeah. Like these horror stories are used to explain away tragedies. Yeah. And so the tragedy itself is worse. Yeah, the tragedy itself is you worse. Know, the fact that kids sometimes just forget to breathe and die is really fucked up. And you can't blame, you know, an evil weird griffin goddess. Yeah. And that's that's worse. <laughs> yeah, that's worse. You know. That's definitely worse. So, so that's Lamashtu, and she's kind of, she's kind of our ye oldest mm-hmm. of our of our bloodlust goddess. And then I wrote neat, neat, because <laughs> I thought she was neat. I think all of these are neat, and and we're going everywhere for this. Not everywhere, everywhere. I don't have any of the Americas, but you know, we're going kind of all over, mm-hmm. and and it's and it's cool. So, so next stop is Egypt. Yay! And we get into the ancient. Of- ancient egypts with this is this is loosely related but but there there's some stuff that's like oh this is lamash right and this is definitely its own thing and with ancient egypt you're going there's a couple periods of ancient egypt so you're going somewhere between 3000 bce but you're also up to maybe 1500. going to as close, yeah, 1500 okay. BCE. 
So it's a it's a big period. Basically, there's really, really ancient Egypt that's all the way back there. Mm-hmm. And then there's a more modern ancient Egypt that's closer to us. Yeah. And so, so we're going to Sekhmet. 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 And she's a, she's a boss ass bitch. She's really cool. She is the daughter of Ra, mm-hmm. who is the sun yeah, god. Yeah. He's like the big deal. Yeah, the big deal. Yeah. <laughs> He's the big deal. And she is a warrior goddess. I'm all about that. Of healing. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Which is very, which is very like ye ancient woman goddess is like this powerful goddess who is also a healing goddess is this like yeah. protector and warrior. Mhm. It's it's really neat. I really like this stuff cuz it's like okay, yeah, like strong feminine icon that also has that nurturing yeah. feminine like well, thing well, that you well think rounded, of. right? Because yeah. I think sometimes it can be hard to with society being how it is right now, it can be hard to identify with and take pride in the more nurturing aspects of femininity, mm-hmm. even if those things are really, really valuable. Yeah. Uh, and so it's nice to see representations that are a balance like that because yeah. that's yeah. easier. You, wa- you don't want to say, oh, I'm nurturing, and that means I don't have any warrior in me. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. You want to you wanna be capable of being, like, powerful and strong and capable of empathy and nurture. Yes. Yeah. Which I, which I really like in these goddesses. I think that's one of the reasons that this, that this episode has me so pumped. Yeah, get pumped. <laughs> get pumped. Um, and, like Lamashtu, her head is, her animal head, you know, classic Egypt god style, uh-huh. is the head of a lion. Nice. So she was considered the protector, even in death. You know, so so when you died, she would protect your spirit as well. Cool. So her imagery is all over the place. Yeah, I like there is a fuck load of Sekhmet in Egyptian. Everything. Right, because they're just like she's there to yeah she's there to protect them because she's the protector yeah so she's like she's there for protecting just Egypt she's there for protecting the pharaohs after they pass on she's just everywhere and this is a kind of a cool thing that isn't in my outline but her her statues tended to be made for longevity. Mm-hmm. And so, and so they weren't like really artistically positioned. They were more like straight up and down, like rectangular. Mm-hmm. This is meant to last. Oh, cool! And that's another reason why her imagery is all over the place because her icono- I- iconography uh, was able to last. That's really cool. Which is really I love neat. that. That's a good. That's yeah. That that's a good factoid. It's it's just cool. So so her story. In, in like the mythology of Ra and Sekhmet, Ra sends Sekhmet to go and kill all of the mortals who conspired against him. But her bloodlust isn't satiated by just those mortals. Uh-oh. Basically, she like she gets addicted. Right, she goes into like a fugue state. Mm-hmm. She's like she's like full on intoxicated by rage mm-hmm. and wants more blood. So she continues on killing. And, and she nearly wipes out humanity. And Ra sees this and is like, oh, fuck no. And so trying to stop Sekhmet, he pours a buttload of alcohol 
that's been dyed red into the Nile in order to trick her into thinking it's blood. <laughs> and Sekhmet goes to drink the blood and gets drunk and is and is satiated. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Which is my favorite. My daughter is <laughs> raging. I'm going to secretly get her to drink all this wine so she'll take a nap. It's so funny. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, which is which is interesting for like a couple of reasons. For one, it's like an awesome story where it's like, ah, yes, satiate your bloodlust by getting drunk. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also, like, there's a ton of iconography in like the Bible and in other ancient mythos mm-hmm. of the Nile turning right. red oh, yeah. with blood. And so, like, this is like a classic, classic imagery story. for sure. Yeah, which is really cool. I'm really into it. I like it a lot. <gasps> So, ooh, ooh! I looked ooh. at the outline and I'm really excited for what's coming next because it relates to my garden. Uh, <laughs> Greece, Lamia, Lamia. Okay, so yeah, next next stop is Greece because, and I wrote in the outline, it's always fucking yep. Greece. <laughs> you you can't really do mythology without Greece. Like you can, if you're. If you're really, really focusing on an area. Right. If you're really being <laughs> super specific. Yeah. But if you're doing like world mythology, Greeks are going to flood in there somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so yeah, our, our big one is the Lamia, which are, I, I tied this into something that's coming next and we'll get into that later, but the, the, the myth of the Lamia is that Hera cursed Lamia for Zeus's infidelity. Of course. Which is, you know, how Hera and Zeus do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They do that a lot. A lot, yes. <laughs> You'd think that she would just, I don't know, think that Hera would figure her shit out and go after Zeus. Just break up with him, man. Yes. Just break up with him. <laughs> Stop with the vindictive, like, ho's gonna ho, you don't gotta turn him into things. Yeah. Well, and also, like, he can't keep his dick in his pants. It's not her fault. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Zeus is a little rapey. That's kind of like a. That's kind of like you get double that's fucked over. His thing. Yeah, yeah. Just, just break up with him. <laughs> so, so Hera cursed Lamia to kill and eat all of her children. Yep. And when she realized what she'd done, she vowed revenge on human children, partially in jealousy of their mothers and. She would feed on them by sucking their blood. Mm-hmm. And the Lamia have a human torso and a serpent body, so kind of a reptile centaur. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's going to tie into our next lady, or our next culture, uh, with Lilith. But we'll get into that momentarily. So, I'm okay. sorry, I have to tell you. I have to tell you. I want to hear your garden Yeah, thing. so... Um, I learned, I, I called it Lamia because the plant is Lamium, um, but I was looking it up because my grandma has a bunch of this plant that she's been giving me, and it's a trellising ground cover plant that's really pretty, and it, it you know, it spreads out along the ground, so like I said, it trellises, and those shoots along the ground establish their own roots and so on, but then it sends up these beautiful, like, white flowers, and so it spreads mm-hmm. along the ground like a serpent, but then has this beautiful top, you know, not super impressive bottom and the beautiful top. And the whole, uh, when I was looking about the etymology of this plant name, 
uh, after it comes from that's the whole point. Yeah, that's it's it's Latin name the Lamium the Lamium whatever Lamium this and that that whole family is named after her. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Okay, so it kind of does this, like, oh, serpent body with, like, beautiful woman uh-huh, top. exactly. And yeah. I think it's really... Yeah, because that's a really common thing for these, is, like, the seducer or the succubus. Yeah. Well, you know, not only... You've got this, like, secretly... Right, not only getting the, the serpent imagery in, uh, which is cool. But, yeah, it's just interesting, mm-hmm. like, the more I look into the Latin names and actually understanding the origins of different plants... You learn stuff like mm-hmm. that. And so, yeah. yeah I yeah. actually, every yeah, time I go of... out into my garden and see the Lamia, I think of that and I'm like, serpent lady. That's that's cool. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's one of those cool things about like the weirdly named Latin stuff is that a lot of times it is like some random myth yeah. that it's taking. Yeah. It's a lot of from. times if you take the time to figure your shit out, you get a cool story. Yep. Learning is learning fun. is fun, guys. <laughs> it's so great. This is this is edutainment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something the kids say a lot is like, "When am I ever gonna use this?" And it's like, I don't know. Maybe if you don't want to be fucking boring at parties, like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know, shit, man. Yeah, I remember. I remember. I used to think that, and then I was like, eh. <laughs> yeah. Like, why do I need to justify learning? No, you don't. The kids are trying to justify not learning shit. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it's it's yeah. even if you're just even if the extent of your learning is you're going to read something and then hang out with your best friend and talk about it like. Hell yeah. That's worthwhile. And tell a bunch of strangers on the internet. What else are you going to do with your time? Play Fortnite? <laughs> that's right. Um, so our so our second Greek thing our second Greek myth is uh, the Impusa, who Impusa. are shape-shifting daughters of Hecate. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. A goddess of witchcraft. Cool. And at night, they would turn into beautiful women, luring men to their deaths by consuming them. Sweet. So, so yeah, let's let's get into this this ancient Hebrew story, which is my oh, favorite. Oh, I know, I'm excited. I just saw that on the outline, and I am pumped. I... I love Lilith, you guys. You guys, I love Lilith. <laughs> She's too bad for Eden. She's too bad. So so the Lamia and the Lilith story and the Lamashtu story actually kind of all squash together. Oh, great. That makes sense, actually. Yeah. And, like, the, both in, like, the way that they're portrayed and also in, like, their story, mm-hmm. like, the nature of their story. But let's get into her. So she is the mother of all demons. Yes. And she is Adam's first wife. Mm-hmm. So. I don't think Adam was good enough for her. Oh, he absolutely was not. That's like the whole idea. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the story. <laughs> so in, in Genesis, there's actually two creation Mm -hmm. myths on the very first page okay you can i mean you can read it pull up any bible and and you'll find basically it's like blah 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 and god created blah 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 and the earth and the stars and 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 god created man and woman blah 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 blah. and then you get and god created adam and adam was lonely and so he took a rib and made eve yeah 
And so there's two origin stories in Genesis in the very, very beginning. So the first origin story is God made two people from the earth, Mm -hmm. from, from the same clay, and he made Adam and Lilith. And Lilith refused to be subservient to Adam. That's right. Because they were made of the same stuff. So why should I, you know, why should I be beneath you? Mm-hmm. If, you know, we're basically the same as far as, like, God's creation goes. They have a big fight and she pieces out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're Lilith. So Adam was not good enough for her. And and I love Lilith. Lilith is my favorite. She gets really, really demonized in, like, um, the Renaissance period in mm-hmm. Europe. But I love her. She's my favorite. She is literally, like, canon, the first of the boss-ass bitches in your Judeo-Christian mythology. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. But... So, so the whole thing with, with Lilith and her story is, you know, she pieces out of the Garden of Eden and she starts having her own kids because something, something, mother of How all demons. Do, who, with, with whom? I think Satan or maybe by herself. It's mythology. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And God sends like three angels to go and drag her back. And she's like, fuck that shit. I'm not going to be subservient to Adam or God. That's right, Lilith. You live your life. I am I am a strong independent woman and I don't need no man. And so the angels threaten her that every day she doesn't return, they're going to kill a hundred of her children. How many children does she have? So well, she is the mother of all demons, so she has a fuck ton. Okay. I guess. <laughs> Um, so in turn, Lilith vows to kill human children as, as, as vengeance. All right. Which is the explanation for why she kills infants and terrorizes pregnant women and new mothers. Because God kills her kids. Yeah. And so you can kind of see from this how it's related to Lamia yeah. and how it's re- related to Lamashtu. Yeah. Right. The, spur- the spurned lover and the uh, t- uh, cornered mm-hmm. mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and basically like vengeance taking on on infants yeah because of her own unfair Mm -hmm. story yeah cornered cornered mother for sure cornered mother for sure yeah and uh also the name lilith and the name lamia get kind of translated back and forth oh really weirdly so so basically in the in the like canon bible her name only comes up like once and and it depends on the translation. Okay. It's in Ezekiel where they're talking about like the desert animals that are bad. It's like Ezekiel 34 or something. It gets translated as Lilith or Lamia or Lilith. And then there's other canon that's been established in non-biblical sources. Okay. If that makes sense. You know, basically the parts of the Bible that weren't put in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, they're they're all 
they're not the same goddess, but they're kind of the same. I don't know. That seems like a pretty strong amount of crossover in mm-hmm. moral and action and imagery. Yeah. I mean, basically, you have probably these were inspired by the same by the same thing. By the same belief system. Yeah. Yeah. Now, like a big difference between like Lilith and Lamashtu is that Lil- Lilith also took on seductive qualities. Yeah. And so. Right. She because she was. Was the first. Wasn't there that whole thing about. And this is I feel like this is just a whole bunch of meme information. So it might not even be real, but. Something about Lilith and Adam having sex and Lilith not being willing to be subservient in that. Yeah. And that's um that's part of the original story was like, I will not lie beneath you. You lie beneath me. And, damn. and that's kind of taken as like she wouldn't bottom. Yeah, she wouldn't <laughs> bottom. <laughs> so like it makes sense that then if part of her if part of her sin or part of whatever was that she wouldn't be sexually subservient sexuality right it makes sense that then that would be used as well yeah yeah because i mean if you think about it like a succubus is really just like a woman who's seductive right well isn't it a woman who's seductive with the intent like it's it's a demonic yeah that definitely implies the tent it's a it's a soul sucky eat your body kind of seduction But, you know, it's, um... You know, there was a time in my life when I would have been very flattered to have men think that I was some sort of a succubus. Because, <laughs> you know, that's, like, that's like the best of both worlds. Because uh, it implies that you're, like, <laughs> out to murder them, but also that you're sexy enough to do it. Which, that's a, that's a nice combo. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Appreciate you. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So, so Lilith is my favorite, and I love her. And yeah, that painting's is... really pretty, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, so she's portrayed in art in a lot of different ways. Sometimes she is portrayed like as the serpent, mm-hmm. you know, like the classic serpent from the Garden yeah. of Eden. And uh, sometimes she's portrayed like with serpents. Sometimes she's portrayed in a more Lamashtu mm-hmm. way, where she has like a snake tail. Um. Or sorry, a more Lamia way where she has like a snake tail and a human body. Yeah. And sometimes she's portrayed as a more Lamashtu way where she has like wings and talons. Right. Yeah, this is this is a famous painting by John Collier from 1887. I just think it's really interesting how, you know, I mean, whatever, maybe it's my own sense of aesthetic, but it seems to be painting her in a very favorable light. Right? I think that this is a modern interpretation of Lilith. I think that Lilith was strictly evil for basically like the puritanical shitty right. I'm just saying Catholic crusades even in the eight, period even in history, 1887. Uh, there was like a lot of Victorian well, puritanical yada yada. Yeah, and for for a man yeah. in the you know in 1887 to look on the 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 mythos of Lilith in a flattering light, I think is very interesting. Well, I think. I think one of the things about this painting is even though she's portrayed as like beautiful and kind of seductive, like that's sort of the problem. Right. You know, I think that the snake, the this, well, goes. and I think the serpent imagery imagery is probably um, has stronger negative uh, connotations uh, then than it mm-hmm. does now. So I could see that yeah. sort of being more of a black mark uh, 
than it appears to me at this time. Yeah. Well, and also, like, you know, a, a, a naked woman who's who's okay with her sensuality is a lot more not okay in 1887. That's true, but he made a big old painting of it, so... Well, yeah, but, like, that's classic male artist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at this dis- despicable feminine form. It's... Look at this despicable feminine form. It's that it's that whole idea of like you draw a naked woman or you paint a naked woman to look at, but you put a mirror in her hand and name the painting Vanity. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, basically you're allowed to appreciate the beauty of the female body, but if the female per- person appreciates, appreciates the beauty that's of not her okay. own female body, that's not okay. No. <laughs> I just want her hair. So. I want Lilith's hair. I know, my God. I kind of have her hair, but, like, dark brown. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Because <laughs> I just have, like, so much hair. So much. I wish I had so but much. I certainly do not have that much so much mm-hmm. hair. Although, we're gonna really get into the so much hair, but black, in our next story. Oh, perfect. So we just so we just just did all of these goddesses that are like super 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 intertwined, yeah. right? Lamashtu and Lilith and Lamia. They even have like similar etymology. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Now we're going to India. Sweet. And we're gonna go and talk about Kali. Yeah, Kali. And she's so badass. <laughs> yes. So. So Kali is a Hindu goddess, and she is considered the destroyer of evil forces. Mm-hmm. So so she's this, like, violent, like, force of nature, but she's also kind of a protector. Yeah. She's a very complex goddess, and I love the fuck out of her. And her, her portrayal and her imagery has her with either black skin or blue skin. Yeah. Like, that's how she's painted. Doesn't she, like, manifest um, those two is- different ways depending on, like, what she's doing or whatever? It's kind of how she's interpreted, and it's kind of how, you know, what she's doing. Okay. It's it's complicated, and, and I don't know Hindu mythos as much as I should. Okay. I'm sorry, Indian people. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, black or blue skin. She's, she's usually, like, painted as having yeah. blue skin, which might be like an artistic decision for just literally differentiating like her hair from her body yeah that's true yeah which is which is at one point back in high school i got really interested in this kind of stuff because i had like a good resource at my house and started looking into it and i do think that there is something about how she represents her skin like what what's happening in the myth dictating what her skin is Mm -hmm. like like if she's in Whatever, like, kind of like beast mode versus, you know. (laughs) Versus, like, chillax mode. Anyway. She's, I'm pretty sure she's always in beast mode. Me too, girl. She also has red eyes that are glowing with intoxication and rage. Yeah. I love her so much. She's so cool. And she either has four or ten arms. Just depends. Just depends. Yeah. And I think, I think her thing is that. She is she is related to Shiva, but she is not Shiva. So so in most of her portrayals, Shiva is actually prostrate below her. Yeah. Which is which is kind of fascinating. As well as um 
she's she's kind of considered like greater than consciousness. Mm-hmm. You know, so she she exists outside of of good and evil. She exists outside of color and time. Yeah. And, you know, the things that that mortals can conceive, right. you know, and so that's I mean, that's just one of those like really cool things. But but she's part of that pantheon and she's kind of a destroyer force, but but it's separate entirely from Shiva. Okay. Because Shiva's kind of the the maker and the destroyer, which, you know, is kind of what we were talking about before. Right. And isn't Shiva also, doesn't that god have, like, hermaphroditic qualities, too, and sometimes manifests mm-hmm. as a woman and yeah. sometimes it manifests as a man? Shiva has, yeah, I think Shiva has three faces, two of which are female. Okay. So in, so in this version, I guess it's the male Shiva that is prostrate beneath yeah. Kali. Mm-hmm. It, it's just really cool because it's kind of this, like... Oh, she is like a greater than. Right, god. she's like a force rather than a god controlling a force. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I I like that a lot. And I I think that she's very much looked up to by a lot of, you know, Hindu practitioners. Hmm. So, uh also, so she's usually depicted as being mm-hmm. naked, which is another one of those like exists outside of your mortality, like it's another like uh manifestation of uh-huh, that. Uh-huh. And, um, <laughs> when she is wearing clothing, it's, e- it's not clothes. It is a skirt made of human arms and a necklace made of human heads or skulls. So she's big. She's big. She's very, she's large, which again, outside of. Right. She's a giantess. You know, she's greater than yeah. everything. She's also regularly depicted with fangs. Cool. Which is kind of where that like proto vampire thing yeah. comes from, is so so she dances or stands atop up Shiva, which we've talked about, and she's portrayed with one hand holding a sword and another hand holding a severed mm-hmm. head, which will drip blood into a bowl, and that's where you get the proto vampire. I can, I can yeah makes sense yes yeah so. So that's our that's our Kali. I I think other than like she's very much So I have something interesting Go that actually it. does connect her with um Sekhmet. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Awesome. So, oh, that's so cool. Our goddess is all so interconnected. <laughs> I believe, and I could be wrong because this is just a memory, so I'm pretty sure it's right, though. So, just what you were talking about with Sekhmet and um, with Ra having to dump, like, booze into the river to make her stop her bloodlust, mm-hmm. I remember hearing, reading about this uh, myth with Kali, where the way she kills, or the way, yeah, the way she destroys is with her dance. Like, she stomps her feet and dances and just, like, destroys everything. And that at some point there's a myth of her getting into a fugue state, and, like, fucking things up too much because she just does not stop her death dance and just like won't like she loses that like the same kind of thing let me yeah because she's because she's definitely a warrior goddess and you know kind of like Sekhmet and and she's regularly depicted like on the battlefield yeah sorry I'm gonna start at the beginning of this in one of the great myths of Kali the goddess begins to dance she dances dances and dances finally she is so entranced by her dancing 
that it seems that she will shake the world's foundation and bring about the end of time. Oh, cool. At this point in the story, Kali's consort, Shiva, throws himself at her feet, and the goddess comes to just in time to notice that she is comes to just in time to notice that she is about to kill him with her dancing. This stops the clock on Kali's dance, but the myth explains that someday the goddess will begin dancing and nothing then will be able to stop here. Oh, so that's the reason for the prostrate prostrate Shiva, Shiva. is because he's keeping her oh, from dancing. So that's part of her story. Yeah. That's really cool. Oh, that's really neat. I'm really into that. So yeah, that connects in, in my mind. That definitely connects really strongly to uh, Sekhmet and the bloodlust thing. Going berserk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean, like, one of her stories is the story where she defeats this like big demon who who is like kind of like reproducing himself with like his drops of blood. Mm-hmm. Like his drops of blood create new versions oh, of himself, yeah. and so she. She defeats him by sucking his blood. Oh, cool. Which is, again, like that proto-vampire thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is just neat as fuck. So, yeah, these are our these are our bloodlust goddesses. That's exciting. That's our, that's our cool, cool stuff. Ooh, I'm like, <laughs> I'm feeling it. That's great. Bloodlust goddesses. Yeah, I, I like them lots. And, you know, we, we could have, we could have gone on longer and i could have added other stuff but this really felt like i wanted to have bloodlust yeah i think as i need to stand alone they're cool even if it's a short episode it's fine like whatever it's a short episode y'all can do i'm sure that i'm sure that you guys are excited to have an episode that's not too you guys all probably work (laughs) full-time right like you know i mean i listen to podcasts while i work yeah well (laughs) i can't do that but for all of the commuters, I'm sure that they're stoked. Yay, more episodes for commuters. <laughs> but yeah, those are those are our cool blo- bloodlust goddesses. Yeah, and I love them, <laughs> and they are awesome. I I love that they definitely all seem. I mean, I can see what you're saying about Kali being kind of outside of at least the like Judeo-Christian group, but mm-hmm. I think that she's a lot more connected than you know, maybe we initially thought and... Yeah. I mean, I think that she definitely does have some connections to Sekhmet. And if you think about it, like Mesopotamia and Greece and like um, Egypt and India are all close-ish. I mean... In proximity. You know? You've got kind of this Middle Eastern slash mediterranean yeah which which does cover like a lot of well and if you think about it too whether we're talking you know recorded history or pre that's in a very i don't want to say heavily trafficked but you know that's there's a reason the ancient trade routes have gone through all these countries yeah yeah and that's basically what it is it's like these are not like the most important zones ever but they are a very a very trafficked part of human mm-hmm. history. I don't know. I would say that is pretty much one of the most significant regions, like, ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I, I guess that's why you get those myths that, that are so pervasive from these regions mm-hmm. that, like, that, like, you know, leak into our modern mythos, yeah. which, is, which is just kind of 
neat as hell. <laughs> yes, it is. Because these are all relatively distinct areas, but they swirl together so well because of how trade worked. Right, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Thanks for fucking, you know, rejecting the patriarchy with us for a little bit. Yeah, fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> fuck the patriarchy. Whatever. Eventually, one day, it will all be over. One day we will fuck the patriarchy so yes, hard. so hard. Now, will it be because Kali danced and destroyed everything? I mean, <laughs> it would be cool if we could just maybe, I don't know, I'm thinking... Live without the patriarchy. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe go full full Lilith before we go full Kali. Go full Lilith! <laughs> All right, all right. Although I think that's know. I think that's a good idea. Let's start with Lilith, and then if we just can't get anywhere, we'll go full Kali. Yeah, is that a is that a plan? Is everybody cool with? This? I think that's a really good plan. Is this our yeah. plan for fucking the patriarchy? I think so. Because sometimes, like you know, you got <laughs> we're gonna refuse to be subservient to men, but you gotta have a little balance, though, right? <laughs> like, man, just just because just because I get tired and and want to be bottom sometimes doesn't mean doesn't mean anything. I don't got to be subservient there. It's cool. You just have to demand equality. Yes. Yeah. Like you can be bottom as long as it's not a subservient right, thing. Right, exactly. That's the whole idea. So yeah, let's we're we're going to we're going to embody Lilith a little bit and then if we just can't make it work then we'll collie everything. Perfect. <laughs> and we will just dance away society. You know, we will fuck the patriarchy. However we got. However we got. (laughs) Whether that's cowgirl style or that dance. Whatever. (laughs) At this point, whatever. We'll we'll take what Mm -hmm. we can get. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, What else do we have to say? Wow. Oh, yeah. I told you about this, but I haven't told, like, our listeners. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be on... Uh, remedial sex ed soon which is a podcast that we have thrown at you guys before but that was during our american terrorism episodes so people that are not here for the big heavy might not have heard about it but we have some buddies that we also grew up with because everybody has a podcaster and all podcasters know each Uh, other that's the law pretty much yeah (laughs) i mean it's exactly what it sounds like basically like nobody gets decent sex education when they're growing up and so they're trying to fix that by simultaneously advocating for better sex education while also you know sex educating those who feel the need to right providing a platform for their peers who maybe don't know as much as they want to yeah yeah and just kind of like being a sex positive place to learn even if you didn't learn when you were younger you know what i like about their show and and not this is definitely not with the intention of like slut shaming anybody, but I like that their show is you know covers the subject matter that it does, but isn't something that you feel like is salacious or scandalous or needs to be listened to on a very like private basis, right? Like it's a sex podcast, not like a sexy podcast. Yeah, like it's I like it because I can listen to it and not feel like like oh my god is it weird if i'm like in a room with other people while i'm listening to this like <laughs> it's not like you yeah, know i mean it's just friends talking about sex and but in and a very in a like that's, matter of that's fact totally appropriate yeah yeah in a, yeah in a beneficial matter of fact like whatever of course it's gonna be funny because we're talking about wieners but yeah <laughs> like 
look, dicks is funny. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> but, um, oh, yeah. So so we've talked about remedial sex ed, but I am going to be guesting on Woo! their show for some abortion episodes, which are big heavy. But, yeah. uh, you know, with the stuff that has been going on in our country lately, they figured they would hit up a lawyer. And I know some things. <laughs> You know, I mean, that's pretty much was our inspiration for doing the series on American terrorism, right? Was the unfortunate turn today's events have been taking Mm -hmm. makes it necessary to talk about things like abortion rights and domestic terrorism, which you think would not be an issue in in 2019, you would hope. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a, well, I guess I've got to tell this story. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. (laughs) So... You know, there's there's some fun parts, but it is a big heavy. But uh, yeah, your girl, baby lawyer, is gonna be on remedial sex ed. So look for me in the abortion episodes and listen to their show. You know, anyway, anyway, <laughs> cause them fun. And uh, I don't know. Do you have anything fun to plug? Um, no, no. I <laughs> I was just sitting here thinking if there was some sort your of way. No, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> listeners, just so you know, my garden's going really well. It's really awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I was actually in my head trying to think of a just a really inappropriate joke, some way to tie together uh, something about you know just telling religious conservatives that's it's uh it's not an abortion. It was it was just lamashtu. It's not an abortion. It's just lamashtu. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> It's fine. it's fine. She just it's fine. my pregnancy. Yeah. Don't, worry Don't worry about it. It was a god. You're down with religion, and therefore, right? It was part of God's plan. Right. You're, if you're not down with science, we'll just start blaming religion again. It's cool. Bring back the pantheon. Right. I, we've talked about this before. I would totally actually be religious if <sighs> we weren't a monotheistic culture. Right. <laughs> Well, and just, I don't know. Like, whatever. If people can't deal with facts and science and reality, then maybe... Uh, maybe a little mythology is due to make a comeback and, you know, mm-hmm. so, I don't know so look, if women need to start abortion. going to Lilith clinics. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like shit. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. <laughs> uh, like whatever. Oh, I'm going to fucking start an abortion clinic that I'm naming Lilith. Lilith clinic. <laughs> Lilith clinic. <laughs> Fuck the patriarchy is going to be the tagline. Yep. <laughs> Do you want to have irresponsible sex and lots of abortions? Come to Lilith Clinic. <laughs> that's where so oh God, whatever. <laughs> that's that's definitely the definition of irony right there. Like that's yeah. we are definitely being very sarcastic. We are being very sarcastic. That is how ridiculous <laughs> this situation is. It warrants us joking about slutty women getting abortions at the Lilith Clinic so they can continue to have pr- protection free sex. It's not a thing. um so yeah follow us on social medias you know where to find us palm pitch pod we're on all the things and the patreons and the twitters and the instagrams and the facebooks and the emails the emails (laughs) and the emails so if you're like in your 60s and want to communicate with us because apparently that's what happens now it is kind of I don't know why, but it is kind of considered like an old person version of 
modern communication right. sending emails. Yeah, to send an email. I have kids all the time. It's kind of weird. Yeah, we teach like email f- like format and stuff. Like this is how you send a properly formatted email, kind of like like letters or whatever. And kids are always like, "When am I going to use this?" I'm like, "Fuck you." What do you mean? When am I gonna yeah, use no, this? Are you never gonna apply for a job? Right? You're just gonna DM your fucking <laughs> that's what potential they think. job? Yeah, they like, think they're gonna DM their their resume. Oh, I hate everyone. <laughs> <laughs> huh. It's you, grumpy old ladies, back with their. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. fine. Everything's it's fine. fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> All right, I think. I think we've uh, grumped enough. Yeah. In Body Lilith, in the upcoming Forevers. Yeah. Fuck the patriarchy. We'll get through it. Yep. We got this. We got this. And you know what? If we don't got this, we will just dance away humanity. Great. I'm into it. Yeah. If we can't Lilith it, we'll call it. Mm-hmm. If you can't appreciate my Lilith, you'll get me at my collie. Yeah, if you can't handle me at my Lilith, you'll get me at my collie. Uh-huh. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, That's threatening and good. <laughs> <laughs> That's threatening and good. <laughs> oh, All right. God. I think that's it. Yeah, it is. Is that it? Yeah, I think it. that's it. That's definitely it. All right. Well, I had fun. I had fun, too. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Bye.